Well, welcome to the NYM podcast. My name is Daniel Morton-Jones and I'll be your host for our first episode ever. I'm delighted to kick off this new avenue of being able to equip, train and evangelize young people across Australia and of course, the surrounding nations around Australia. We thank you for joining us. It is because of your Sheaths to Christ offering that this has been made possible and so we're really excited about that. Our first episode, we'll be hearing from a great friend of mine. He's married to his wife, Rachel, of nine years. They have three beautiful kids, Cohen and twin girls, Audrey and Evelyn. He serves as the youth pastor at Pentecostals of Sydney and is a licensed minister. He is also an exceptional preacher who has a passion for reaching to the lost and to also train and raise up the next generation of apostolics. I'm excited to hear what he has to say as we kick off this big year uh, for National Youth Ministries in 2020. It is my great honor and great pleasure to introduce to you to this podcast, our Youth President, Reverend Greg Wilmot. Welcome. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for your time. What an honor to be here. Amen. Well, uh, first of all, why don't we we kick this off for those who might not know who you are? Yeah. Uh, why don't you give us a tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, brother. Well, I uh, originally from uh, up north in uh, Queensland, um, uh, in Brisbane. I was uh, actually not raised in a Christian home, and uh, um, in fact, um, most of my life growing up uh, was. And told that you know, um, believing Jesus was analogous to believing in Santa Claus or you know Bugs Bunny, and uh, so I really had no um, concept of God, no concept of church, no concept of you know a relationship with God, and um, that was relatively unchanged, brother, until you know uh, I was about twenty years of age. Um, I got a job as a um, fitness instructor, where I met somebody at that. Jim, who invited me to a little Pentecostal church in Brisbane. Um, the only reason I went was because I wanted to date her, to be honest with you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, God works in mysterious ways. And um, I went along to that service one Sunday night, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, I wasn't ready for what I experienced. And uh, the first few minutes of that service, I um, was kind of hoping that the earth would swallow me up and I could get out <laughs> of that experience. But, you know, as that service you know uh, continued uh, I began to look around and and what I saw was people's lives actually being changed and people being moved um, I came to understand that some these people who had tears streaming down their face some were engineers some were lawyers some professional people you know some warehouse workers there was a full spectrum of of society in that building but they were mm. all being greatly moved by the presence of God. So it really challenged my perceptions as to what, you know, religion was all about and, and what faith was all about. And, you know, I hung around in that church long enough for God to get a hold of my heart. And, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years from this, there, I met my wife who lived in Sydney and, you know, we uh, were traveling up and down to see each other for a, about a year and a half until uh, I finally moved down in 2000 and. Uh, 10 you know, a couple of years later got married um had five years of marriage before our blessed children arrived and since then brother as you've mentioned earlier we've had three children serving, mm. serving at the local church here as youth leaders and uh, uh the upca as uh, youth director 
and um, just blessed to be involved in God's work and blessed in general with um, all of God's provisions. So um, it's been an incredible journey, an incredible decade since that very first Sunday night, and um, I'm looking forward to what God has for the future as well. Hey, man, I've... I'm really excited to hear that because I have a similar testimony as well <laughs> coming into the church for the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a crazy place, but, you know, I'm so glad that um, God has brought us together. You know, I would have never met all the people that I've met, including yourself, if it wasn't for God. And, you know, God can do great things. Uh, nothing is impossible for him. Absolutely. Um, well, while, I, while I've got you here, I thought maybe we could start off this session with just a, a recap of the past year in 2019. It was, of course, the big year, but um, I thought I'd let you do a recap of what happened. For sure, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, as you know, in Australia, the year begins with, with our uh, annual general conference. And, um, you know, we had a number of events and scheduled activities throughout the conference, ranging from our um, youth promotion, uh, where we sort of advertise to the general body what the department is up to, uh, through to our New Year, New Year kickoff event, which is an outdoor event, as you know, brother, that we do once a year, where we you know have some activities and some ministry and some fellowship with all of our young people, and we look forward to that happening again in a, in a few weeks. Um, but you know, I suppose from a formal um, a programming perspective. We had our uh, a national youth camp a few months following uh, in April with uh, Victor, uh, Reverend Victor Jackson, who came and just ministered incredibly powerful. You know, God moved and, you know, it was just an incredible thing to witness so many young people worshipping together. Um, that was a, a, a record-setting youth camp with respect to our attendance and we rejoice over that. Um, over 350 full-time campers a uh, good number of visitors and our evening services, uh, the numbers increased to over 400 worshippers, which is for Australia a tremendous, tremendous um, achievement. And uh, we look forward to seeing that, that continued growth. Um, obviously, following that, we had our, um, our annual uh, Australian Youth Missions Program. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the program where we formulate uh, small teams to travel around the country to minister to churches who request youth teams. And, you know, what we have known about this program for many, many years is that God greatly anoints it. And a lot of young people who uh, enroll and put applications through to be part of that program um, often do so not knowing what God has in store for them. And they surprise themselves when they're in these teams and traveling with regard to what God can do through them. And, and this year was no exception. We saw um, over 85 people involved in the program, um, over 20 churches requesting teams. Um, both of those were, you know, again, records for um, the department in terms of young people being involved and also churches requesting teams. Um, and we, we've heard a wonderful report after a wonderful report with regard to what God has done through that program. And so that was a tremendous blessing to not only witness young people being used with anointing, but to also hear the feedback from pastors who reported of their saints um, being tremendously blessed by our nation's young people. Um, obviously, following that, we have had um, our um, She's for Christ um, fundraising initiative where we had a real renewed focus this year, as you know, um, Brother Morton Jones, with regard to trying to engage young people more youth groups, you know, strategic with regard to the events that they held. Um, and we actually saw 
um, almost a twofold increase in the She's for Christ offering for 2019. Um, our, our combined She's for Christ and AYM offerings um, um, was over $24,000 for 2019, uh, which for those that aren't aware is a substantial jump from previous years. And we firmly believe that this jump is a result of um, you know, really trying to engage our youth leaders and our and their respective committees, and we saw tremendous unity, a strategy, and renewed focus at the local level with regard to fundraising, uh, which is serving to bless, um, you know, not just the young people across the country, but also the mission fields which we also try and support. Leads me to my final, um, I suppose, report for the year, which was um, we just had our first. Um, overseas youth missions trip. Um, for those that have not heard of this, that that is a initiative which is a joint one between the National Youth Ministries Department as well as our Overseas Missions Department, which is led by Pastor Stanley Harvey. Uh, we formulated a team of 24 young people and went to Sri Lanka. Uh, we were there for 11 days, um, and it was an incredible experience. We saw God do remarkable things. Uh, we had over 17 people receive the Holy Ghost for the very first time in remote villages in the interior of the nation. We saw miracles, people delivered. Um, it was just a tremendous time where a lot of young people who've never been in third world countries saw things like that for the very first time. And so this is an initiative, a collaborative effort between the departments that we want to see continued uh, because the reports... Uh, from each of the young people with regard to the impact it had on them cannot be measured. Um, and obviously the, the the nation of Sri Lanka, which has had a very troubled year with um, some political dynamics and terrorist activity, etc., um, were just tremendously blessed by the team that went over there. So to, su- to I suppose to summarise your question, brother, it's been a very busy year, but it's been a, but it's been a fruitful year. And I'm grateful for every young person that, uh, made the decision to be engaged, responsive, and to give of their substance, their time and efforts to the kingdom of God. Amen. It's certainly been a, a very um, big year, and we rejoice with all the many reports, especially from the Sri Lankan trip. Um, you know, that's that's such a big thing, especially for us as a department of going beyond our borders. Of course, we've already, already supported people through the She's for Christ funds, but to actually go out and uh, to be able to minister, that was uh, awesome. And, you know, the theme of 2019 being undivided, I really felt that that was the case uh, for 2019 with all the young people. You know, there's a hunger for God. Uh, Their attention was undivided to his voice, and uh, we rejoice over that. And um, leading from that, I thought we could talk about uh, the 2020 theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I look forward to answering that question um, and and I suppose covering that. Before I do, I I did forget to mention one thing which I'd love to mention, which was uh, with respect to the AYM program, the Youth Missions program, our domestic one, we actually had five people lead teams for the very first time, uh, which I thought was also noteworthy that our young people are being raised up and people that were previously, you know, um, just travelling as team members are now stepping up to be team leaders. And it's just um, tremendous to see the growth in some of these people that we've utilised in that fashion. So I just wanted to mention that if I could. Uh, with regard to 2020, um, 
and the I suppose the national theme that we're using. Um, it's one that sort of the Lord laid on my heart uh, following a sermon I actually listened to, funnily enough, uh, from one of my favourite preachers, uh, Reverend Jeff Arnold. Uh, he preached a sermon um, called uh, Persuaded. And in that um, sermon, he said the three uh, most powerful words with regard to our walk with God are these words, I am persuaded. And those words and the way he preached that thought really, I suppose, you know, find, found a deep place in my heart. And it's a sermon that's kind of been a real life sermon for me. And the reason that that particular thought is so powerful, brother, is because, you know, whether we um, uh, believe God is powerful or not does not change his power. You, whether you're in, living in a country full of Bible believers or, or a country of agnostics, God's power doesn't change. He, he sits on the throne. He's the creator of everything. Um, he's uh, king of kings, lord of lords, whether you believe it or not. And so the reason being persuaded is so important is because while his power doesn't change, regardless of whether we embrace it or believe it or not, um, being persuaded is the difference between that power um, impacting our lives or not. You see, he sits on the throne regardless. But when we are persuaded of who we are in him, when we are persuaded um, that we've been anointed, when we are persuaded that we are children of his, when we are persuaded that his love never fails, it changes our lives. And so I feel like being persuaded is absolutely everything because, again, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to accept it or not, he's already King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But if we want that same power to impact our lives, we need to be persuaded. And so it's my, I suppose, vision for that thing persuaded to challenge young people to not just read about it in the Word of God, to not just hear about it over the pulpit on a Sunday, but to actually be persuaded deep within the soil of their own heart that they have a calling, that they have a role to play, that they have anointing, that they have authority, that there's a specific calling and a purpose that God has set aside for them. And I believe when uh, an entire nation of young people can be persuaded of that very thing, we're going to see God do incredible things through our young people. And so when I think of the word persuaded, I think of you know applying what we know in the word of God, what we hear over the pulpits, and truly believing that for ourselves. Because when we believe it for ourselves, you know um, the power that we read about and we hear about can also be applied to our own lives. Mm. Amen. That's some powerful stuff right there. Uh, you know, when you're persuaded, there's nothing that can come your way that will knock you off your feet, you know. Um, if you've got a made-up mind, being persuaded, amen, that's that's some powerful stuff right there. Um, leading on from that mm -hmm. 2020 theme and that vision, maybe um, we'd love to hear about uh, what's to come in the near future for 2020 and perhaps even 2021. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great point. Well, you know, uh, we're looking to certainly continue many of the programs um, that we've spoke about a little earlier. You know, we, we look to make whatever uh, tweaks and adjustments uh, that we can to, again, 
ensure that they have more impact and more effect. And so we're going to continue much of what we've already done. Um, we're in the process now also of uh, a major change uh, with regard to our national event. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that we set a record with regard to our youth camp attendance, uh, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, but there are some corresponding logistical headaches that result from that, which was that the campground said that we grew by another 20 people. They could not hold us. And so um, I suppose initially that was a bit of a shocking statement for me to hear. Um, but, I, but I took that away and, you know, I, in fact, I think I responded to that statement by saying, um, uh, you know, did they have any plans for expansion? Were there any beds, you know, that they could, additional beds that they could find? Um, and, and the reality was is that, you know, the, the campgrounds that we've been utilising um, simply are ill-equipped really to cater for groups larger than 400, which we're rapidly approaching. And so I, you know, took that to prayer and I was thinking, you know, what, you know, what we could do and I was considering, um, you know, uh, maybe we could do a senior and a junior camp and split it up and trying to find some logistical answers for this predicament that we have, which is the numbers are growing to a point where campgrounds can't hold us. Um, but, but I kept, you know, I, Again, it, it, that the theme, as you mentioned last year, is undivided. And, you know, the, the notion of, of separating our young people just to merely fit in a, you know, facility just didn't, didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And I, you know, as I mentioned, I, I took it to prayer and I consulted, consulted with a few people that I look up to and respect. And, and I felt as though uh, the Lord was steering me in a direction uh, which represents significant change in Australia, a direction, I suppose, where we would be moving away from something that we've done as, as, as long as I can remember and moving into something that we've never done before. And I know there's going to be a lot of announcements coming up um, at our next conference, and I don't even know, brother, when you're going to air this interview, but you know what I, what I felt was that the time is right for us to move our national um, camp gathering to a conference model. Uh, obviously, a lot of the hearers to this podcast will be familiar with the North American Youth Congress, uh, which uh, takes place in the States every two years. And obviously, that's you know, a world-class event uh, attended by thousands and you know, never short of incredible reports regarding that event. But I suppose that that model is the model that we'd look to be implementing here whereby we identify a city, we, are, we source the location, we source accommodation, um, all of those logistical steps that we put in place and we lock down um, and we do that to ensure that every single young person that wants to attend can attend and that that event will be life-changing for them. And we're also doing it for one key reason, that we are believing for continued growth, we are believing for more young people finding salvation and being used of God and this is a decision that we're making with growth in mind because um, as we continue to grow, then it just changes the auditorium. And, and as, so long as we have a, you know, a host city and enough hotel beds in that city, then I believe this model um, is a model that can support um, incredible numerical growth and revival amongst our young people. So this is something that's very, very exciting. Um, we're continuing to work through the logistics. Um, God's been great. Um, we've 
already um, been able to source some incredible facilities uh, and organize some great um, accommodation. All of the components that are required for a successful event, I just think feel like God is blessing us immeasurably. And we are looking forward to delivering this event to our nation's young people. And we're believing that it's going to be a tremendous blessing, not just to the young people, but to uh, the UPCA here in Australia. Um, we try and do everything with a spirit of excellence, and we believe that God honours that effort. And um, even though it requires a lot of work, a lot of um, toing and froing and communications to various parties, um, it will all be worth it when we see this event come to fruition in Easter of 2021. So that's going to be something that we're going to be working very hard on throughout 2020. Again, we look forward to the tremendous reports of our young people involved in the various missions programs, both domestic and abroad. Um, and so, yes, there's lots happening, and uh, we're excited to see what God has for us in 2020. Amen. Amen. It's, uh, you know, growing pains are never fun, but it's also a blessing to see the youth grow. Even when I started coming at such a, a young age, around 2010 is when I first started attending my first youth events and um you know it's it's amazing to see uh the youth of australia just growing and and we're praying and believing in that outpouring as you said and with that we do need to increase our capacity um and so um, i'm sure any youth leaders in their committees who listen or any young person we will be communicating uh, that information as it comes um but it's it's just been great to hear from you uh, Brother Greg, just uh, your vision on why we're doing that um, and, and the hopes of what God is going to do through that. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to that. And uh, I guess just to summarize all of this, as we are going into a new year, um, some of us have made New Year's goals. Some have already uh, <laughs> failed those goals. But uh, one thing for young people as young apostolics, what do you think one thing is, is so important, so crucial for us to start a new year, new year with? What's, what's something at the forefront of our mind that we should have uh, going into 2020? Yeah, great question, Morty. Um, and, and I just want to say this as well. Yeah, I suppose something you said there reminded me of something. I actually still recall that uh, very first youth camp uh, that you alluded to and um, I've actually got distinct memories of, you know, an altar call that you responded to and just seeing uh, what God did um, in you at that altar um, and to see uh, how God's using you now uh, is just incredible. And it ought to remind every single hearer of this podcast that uh, you never know what a single response to God will mean for your future. And to see to see how God's using you and your wife, Sister Brooke, and uh, how God's blessing the young people in your uh, city of Canberra. Um, you know, God's no respecter of persons. And when God can use somebody who used to be down and out, and I know your testimony, um, to ascend into places that you're in right now, um, it glorifies God because it defies man. And uh, it's just been a tremendous privilege to see God moving in your life and to see what's happening uh, through you both right now. Um, but anyways, to your question, um, brother, uh, which is uh, an important thing for our young people to consider in 2020, 
Um, yeah, I feel like I've got a clear answer on that. And, and the answer is this, that uh, if there's one thing that we're good at, it's uh, being emotional. We know how to respond um, uh, in, in an emotional way. We look at our national conferences um, and I can assure you um, that if there's going to be 100 people worshipping at the front of that conference theatre, it's likely to be 100 young people. Uh, for, for, for those of you that were at our national youth camp, you know, if there's going to be a body of people that can jump up and down for an hour and a half in the final service, it's going to be young people. Um, you know, we, we understand our young people can respond passionately and can respond to emotional services, and that's wonderful. But here's the thing where we can fall down as young people is a month following those major events, a month following conference, a month following youth camp. If I was to take a video and record uh, those same young people at their local assemblies, I don't know if their worship would look the same. Um, we see a large gap between the type of worship they give God um, at a conference or a youth camp or an AYM weekend or a missions trip experience versus the worship they give God on a Wednesday night when there's no American speaker and one of the you know main piano players isn't there or whatever other you know scenario may be in place. We can see a large gap in the type of worship, the type of engagement that they can have in those services. And I don't believe that that pleases God. I believe it does please God when he sees young people worshipping passionately at camps and conferences. But I believe it greatly displeases God when he sees those same young people unresponsive or lukewarm or in some cases cold uh, weeks and months following. And so what I believe... Uh, ought to be a focus for us and myself included as young people, young apostolics, is to try and move away from a culture of worshipping God based on the size of the event or worshipping God based on how good you feel or worshipping God based on the, the quality of the music or the quality of the preaching and worshipping God because of who he is. Because when we worship God because of who our God is, then our worship doesn't ever change. Our consecration doesn't ever change. Our response to the word doesn't ever change because those things are unchanging. The word of God says he's the same yesterday, today and forever. It says the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Those are immovable, yet our worship can change week to week. And so if there was one opportunity for significant growth uh, in our young people of every church and of every state, it's to focus on being consistent in the engage, engagement we have with our churches, in the consecration that we give him, in our private devotion, in our faithfulness, in our giving, in all components of our walk with God, we need to be consistent. Because this yo-yo Christianity, up one week, down the next week, uh, it's not something that glorifies God, doesn't please God. But when he sees young people being faithful, being consistent, being immovable, like his word, I believe that glorifies God. So let 2020 be a year where we are consistent, where we are you know, faithful, where we respond to our own pastor as we would respond to an evangelist that we've never met before. 
you know, let that be a challenge. It can be discouraging for your local pastors to preach their heart out to the shepherds that they love and pray for every week and to get a sense that the engagement is not there from the hearers and from, our, from the young people in their congregation. Yet they'll see those same people in the presence of a preacher they've never heard before, never had a conversation with, running aisles, doing laps around church, screaming, hollering, shouting behind the preacher. That's not the will of God. Let us give our own leaders, the men of God, the women of God in our own life, uh, the same level of support that we would give those that we've never met before. And I believe that would be something that would be a blessing to uh, every young person. It would help them grow. It would also encourage their leaders. And I, and I think it would be a sign of maturity uh, among the young, young people of this country. So that, that's what I would say, my brother, if I could, uh, for 2020. Yeah, that's that's a that's a powerful word right there i think um that's a challenge but i think if you can put yourself into some um some scenarios that you're consistent throughout the whole year you'll be surprised at what god will do in your life if you going along with the theme of persuaded putting consistency behind that man (laughs) god can do so much in your life and i think um I think that's a great way to just end this this podcast episode. I think um, if we could um, ask you, Brother Greg, to to pray for uh, the many students who are listening to this podcast, as well as leaders and their committee members and whoever listens to this, uh, that perhaps we could pray for that uh, going into 2020 with all these big things. Uh, we're really looking forward to what God will do. But uh, I think we'll we'll close this off in prayer. That'd be great. Absolutely, brother. It's been a tremendous privilege and honor to to, you know talk with you here this afternoon and you know um before we pray i just want to encourage our nation's young people and indeed whoever's hearing this um and challenge them um i say to my youth group here in sydney all the time that you know and they get sick of me saying it brother but you can be a thermostat or you can be a thermometer a thermometer only reads the temperature but a thermostat a thermostat will set the temperature and a lot of, as young people, we know how to respond to what we feel. But I believe God's calling us to be involved in establishing and setting the atmosphere in our services. Um, and so, yeah, it would be my honor to pray with uh, all those that are listening. And I want to thank you for your time, for your diligence, for this ministry, among many others. And I um, certainly believe in God for a wonderful year uh, ahead of us. So let's pray. Father, we just are so grateful for your presence and for what you're doing in the hearts and minds and the lives of our young people, Lord. We're praying right now, Jesus, that for every single hearer today, you would remind them that you have called them. There is a ministry that you've prepared for them. Lord God, you've already anointed them and you've set aside something for them, Lord Jesus. Surely the enemy would want to tear down and to hinder and to to discourage and to distract them from what you have for their life, Lord. But we pray right now they would be determined in following after whatever it is you have for them. So I pray that you would protect. I pray that you would anoint. And I pray that you would equip every single young person hearing this podcast, Lord Jesus. And I ask you right now, Lord Father, that you would bless and cover every single young person, Lord God. Bless our brother for this ministry. Let it be anointed of you, Lord God. Let it grow exponentially, Father, uh, for for the glory of your name. We pray this right now in Jesus' name. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Greg. Uh, We look forward to the future episodes to come on this podcast. If you're listening to this right now, why don't you do us a favor and share it with your friends and share it with those who are in your youth group. Uh, We're looking forward to putting out many fun things through this podcast. Uh, It'll benefit you. And uh, we're really excited about what God's going to do. And once again, all of this has been made possible through your Sheaths for Christ giving. And we're so thankful for that. We hope you have a fantastic day. Looking forward to 2020 and spending that with all of you. We hope you have a fantastic year. Amen.